join us today. All right. So welcome, everyone. I am Rebecca Matthias, Intuitive Business and Success Coach, and you are listening to the Legendary Leadership Radio Show, where women in business from all over the globe gather each week to be together and get support to get more done in a feminine way. You truly are the pioneers that are leading the way on a new path of getting it done like a woman, where there is success, accomplishment, increased self-confidence, and project completion. So get ready to say goodbye to looming open-ended projects and that drain your energy and take a stand for stepping into your own definition of success and accomplishment. And I am so excited to have each and every one of you here with me today. I started these calls because for me, in the beginning of my business, I started from nothing and remember getting guidance, value, and direction from many calls such as these that supported me, motivated me, and educated me as to what I needed to be doing and also the mindset that I needed to have. Now, these calls are a way for me to give back, and they speak most near and dear to my passion of supporting women on purpose in business. And you can connect with us at uh, the Legendary Leadership Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Legendary Leadership. And that is where the recordings to all of the calls will be posted after each weekly call. And you can also connect with me and learn more about me at RebeccaMatthias.com. That's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-M-A-T-I-A-S.com. So welcome to the call today, everyone. I am really, really excited. I've had this topic on my heart for probably a month at this point while I was going through some major changes and disappointments back in the end of February and I kept thinking, I want to make a video about this, except I've just been really busy with traveling and all of the miracles that came after the disappointment that I'll be sharing with you on today's call. Um, so I'm just really excited to be here with you and to hopefully inspire you through sharing very intimately my experience of um, my own personal journey in my business and in my life. So basically what I'm going to do is just start out and get right into what was going on for me. So it was kind of interesting at the end of at the end of February, maybe mid February, I had gone to a running group meeting and I I've, you know, I've done races before and and for those of you who have seen on Facebook, I posted a picture of my son and I running our first 5k together this past Saturday. We did a a bunny race, which was really fun. And so I went to this meeting and I was it was a meeting to join a group where we would be getting training and completing at the end of April a 10K, which is a, a, approximately six miles for those of you who are, are unfamiliar. And so I went to this meeting, totally excited, paid for the whole thing, and the next day in the afternoon, I started not feeling so well. I started getting a little bit of a sore throat and was kind of coughing a little bit, 
And then Saturday morning, I woke up and just felt like a train wreck. I mean, I was coughing like the deep cough in your lungs, and I had actually pulled a rib muscle. Like I had referred pain coming from my back, going to my rib muscle underneath. And I'm definitely much more of a holistic approach person, so I was doing zinc and vitamin C and going to acupuncture and all this kind of stuff. And so I went to my acupuncturist and he said, look, Rebecca, I really suggest that you take it easy and don't run at all for probably four to six weeks. So as you can imagine, I felt completely defeated and depleted and just like someone took the wind out of my sail. I've had a bit of a rocky road, no pun intended, on this journey of running where I actually had some knee issues going on last year and was supposed to do a 10K then and had to forego doing it. And so I finally felt like, oh, this is great. It's a group program. I'll get to know some people, maybe do some networking and just, you know, get to know people better in the community and and in the meantime, get fit for spring and really feel great about myself and then complete this 10K with with a group of other people, which would just be totally inspiring to me. And also it would give me that accountability piece that we all need so so well, right? So on the way home from acupuncture, I called the running store and, and asked, you know, I said, look, I know I missed the, the refund amount, but I've never even participated in anything and here's what's going on. And, and fortunately, they did give me a refund. So that's one thing that happened. An additional thing that happened was in the middle of February, prior to this whole running incident, there was an event that I wanted to go to. It was a women's weekend at Hershey's Spa, which is about an hour or so from my home. And and a lot of you know that I frequent Hershey's Spa pretty often. I love going there and do lots of client VIP days there, and it's just a a wonderful place. And so they sent out this email, and they're talking about having this uh, women's weekend. I'm trying to think. I think it was like March... 8th, that's what it was. It was like March 8th or something, March 8th, 9th, and something around those times. And so I am not even kidding you. I asked, like, everyone I knew to go to this event. I mean, it was like everything up my alley. It was, you know, spa time, girl time, yoga, cooking, a wine tasting. It was just a whole three-day weekend filled with all of these amazing, fun things that I love. And so I had called all of these different people and invited them to come with me, and no one could come. And it was like I was just starting to get really pissed and annoyed that no one was like, no one was making time for themselves, or people were out of town, or People said that they couldn't take that much time away from their family or or whatever it was. There were all these different reasons from probably like eight or nine of my different um, close friends that I had invited to go that they couldn't go. And so, again, I'm just feeling this outrageous disappointment and feeling like, you know, no one wants to be friends with me. You know, that voice that comes in and like has all these horrible things to say, like no one wants to spend time with you or or whatever that. So I had all these voices coming in and all these different reasons from everyone about why they couldn't go and just really felt alone and isolated and, and, and almost felt really like crying because it was something that 
this part of me was so super excited about doing and I, I wasn't going to go do it myself. You know, of course, if I did, there would be like all these other people there with their girlfriends and I'd be the only one without girlfriends. And so I just kind of passed it off and decided, oh, well, no one can really go. It is what it is. And so what happened was around this time and in, in, actually, I think it was at the beginning of February, I had actually filled out an application to become an apprentice to one of my favorite mentors that I've adored and followed for, for a couple of years now. And so after this whole like spa thing, you know, disappointment, and then I was getting sick and not feeling so well, the day after uh, I was not feeling so well and had called it, quit with this, called it quits with this running group, I received a phone call from this mentor letting me know that she had chosen me as one of the apprentices in this international group of women who are helping to collaborate with her in creating her very own signature and amazing coaching certification program for the empowerment of women. And I'm just getting chills as I'm saying this to you. And so what happened was, I literally had a week. She was like, we're doing this in-person retreat in California, so I know it's not a lot of notice, but can you make it here for, um, I think it was like March 6th through the 12th or I don't know, something like that. And so anyhow, I'm telling you about the disappointments to tell you that sometimes what we see as a disappointment is actually the universe's way of clearing the space and the time that's needed for a greater miracle to occur in our lives. And so this exact weekend that I wanted to do the spa weekend with girlfriends that nobody could come to, here I am feeling disappointment, was actually the weekend that was the weekend I was to be in California with these other amazing women from all over the world in this woman's private home with her private chef cooking us breakfast and lunch and collaborating on this international coaching certification program. So talk about an amazing and an incredible gift from the universe that this weekend had kind of been reserved in my mind. You know, I kept trying to get people to come. I kept trying to make this weekend happen. I wasn't planning anything else because I really wanted to do this Hershey weekend. And so that weekend was already free, even though I had this other disappointing aspect of things happening. So the other part of this, too, is that I actually just got back from California about a week ago doing a second trip privately with with this mentor in um, perfecting and honing the last you know, bit of some of the details before we move on to the next step as a group. And so had I been a part of the running group, I would have wasted this money and I wouldn't have been able to go to any of the meets either because we were meeting on Thursday nights and Saturday mornings and I wouldn't have been able to meet. So in the meantime, I've rested my rib. It's all better. I was able to do this race with my son this past weekend, even though I hadn't run for quite some time. I was actually pretty surprised that I completed the race in just around 30 minutes. So, um, you know, instead of further injuring myself and all of those sorts of things. 
And so I just really want you to call to mind in your own life right now a recent disappointment, a recent something or other that happened that you wanted to happen a different way, and you wanted something else to happen, and you wanted something else to occur, and it didn't. In the same way that I was wanting to do this Spa Girls Weekend, and in the same way that I wanted to be a participant in this race. And I just want to really inspire you and encourage you to look at that disappointment as a possible miracle. It truly could be in your life on purpose to clear the way for something greater. And so what we can imagine with our own mind and what we can see with our own eyes, sometimes the dreams and desires that are deep within our hearts that the universe knows all about. Things are conspiring on your behalf for greatness. And so even when you think things aren't going the way that you wanted them to, know that things are always happening in a greater way for your greater good as long as you stay open to miracles and possibility and that great things can and will happen when you choose to subscribe to that mindset. So what you can do is anticipate it actually as a, as a precipice for an exciting surprise. So if you have some kind of disappointment in your life and you have the mindset and the attitude, I wonder what better is coming along versus I can't believe this is happening, now what? I mean, just imagine the difference in the energy. Now, I want to be honest with you, and I want to tell you that when my acupuncturist recommended that I give exercise, complete and total exercise, no yoga, no lifting weights, I mean, I actually froze my gym membership, no running, no nothing, um, that I give that rib some rest, I absolutely went into frustration and disappointment, and I absolutely was crying, and I absolutely was like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm so frustrating, or I'm so frustrated. You know, every time I feel like I get back on track with my running, something like this happens. The difference is, is that I didn't stay there. Bottom line is, we are human beings. We are going to feel disappointment, and that that is a normal thing, but the point is is not to stay there. Don't make the story be your mantra. Don't everyone that's close to you doesn't need to know the story. I wasn't calling up every single one of my friends and saying, "I can't believe this is happening. You know, I'm I'm not allowed to run for 6 weeks again and I can't believe this and I'm frustrated and literally that becomes the drum that you're beating and it becomes a reality for you as opposed to allowing the space for a miracle. So is it normal to feel disappointment? Is it normal to tell a couple of people like, hey, this is what's going on for me and I'm feeling, feeling really frustrated about it? Is it normal for you to cry and feel the disappointment? Absolutely, 110%. What's not normal and where most people get hung up is by staying with that energy, by staying in that frequency of frustration and going against what is. Essentially, that's just a matter of resistance. So, you know, step number two to be empowered, embrace change, and accomplish more is to feel the feelings but not to dwell there. 
And so, you know, step three is what you don't understand may actually be a gift. So you want to trust that you are in the right place at the right time. And as I'm saying, the only real struggle is the resistance. It's wanting things to be other than they are. So if you can practice being more in the energy of acceptance versus resistance, you will find that your life is so much more satisfying and so much more fulfilling and that you are open to possibility and miracles so much more often than not. Because when you stay in this energy of resisting what's happening, you're actually blocking what miracles are to come. And so staying open to seeing things through a new lens, through saying, well, this is a disappointment for now and feeling those feelings, but staying open and believing and using my experience, if you don't have one of your own, as an example for how bigger miracles happen for you or that there are bigger, more exciting things that you can even begin to dream up that are going to happen for you when you stay open to possibility and out of the energy of resistance. And so because I chose to not stay in that resistance and continue to beat the drum of, I can't believe this is happening, or my friends are so crappy, no one's going to the spa with me, poor me, poor me, what happened is miracles were lining up for me that I couldn't even have begun to imagine with my wildest dreams. I mean, this month of March was outrageously inspiring. I've made connections with amazing people. The time that I have spent with this mentor has just been an, an incredible gift. What I've opened up to possibility-wise and the direction that my business is taking as a result of this is just outrageously miraculous. And so this is a great example of how your attitude and what happens even in your personal life has a huge impact on your business and the success that you will achieve and how the desires of your heart truly come to be. So whatever you are doing in your business, regardless of where you are, you want to accept where you are in your business. You have to know where you are in order to figure out where you want to go and have a starting point of where you are. If, you know, if, you're, if I'm going to California and I don't know what airport I'm flying out of, then I'm not going to be able to book my trip. So I think the first key for you is to really see where you are. Maybe you don't know what you want to do. You know, I certainly was there in the beginning of my business. I had absolutely no clue what my life's purpose was or what I was supposed to do or what a business was supposed to look like for me. And so the first step is to just accept where you are on the journey and then to begin to be more in the energy of miracle mindset, looking at everything in your life as an opportunity versus a disappointment. So step four is the importance of ritual and routine. And by that I mean what supports you and who supports you. 
So one of the most critical and pivotal points on my own personal and professional journey has certainly been creating and establishing what I call a power posse, hiring a mentor and investing in myself, and also creating rituals and routines that support me to be more and more in that energy of acceptance versus resistance. Because again, the energy of resistance is going to block what you are trying to create, what do you want to manifest in the miracles that are trying to come to you. So if you don't have a current routine or a ritual that you are regular with, I would be very clear about what that is for you first and foremost. So one of the big things that I'm a huge advocate for is self-care and that the more you take care of yourself, the greater your success will be and the, the larger ability that you will have to enjoy the successes that you create. So again, you know, success is defined differently by many people, but you know, if you are creating a lot of money and then you're too busy to even enjoy it, I mean, that to me is, is really not success. And so Learning how to delegate certainly is a huge key on the path of as you grow your business and you grow your wealth and you grow your success. But if you don't have these self-care things in place or boundaries in place, what's acceptable from people who are working for you, the communication, all of these different components play into what kind of success that you're going to have and how much you will be able to enjoy them. So I would recommend all of you on the phone call and those of you listening to the recording to, even if you already have what I call a self-care menu, to expand on it or revisit it. Because here's the thing, as you grow and you, involve, and you evolve in life, what you desire and what you enjoy changes. So what was working for you six months ago might not be working for you now. So if you don't have a self-care menu at all, please do create one. And if you do have one, I would recommend going back and revising it or adding to it. And so I want to give you some tangible examples of the self-care menu. One thing, you know, one thing that I have people do, and I actually have a chart for this, is look at what are the five-minute self-care things. You know, if you we talked last week about time management and so if you have five minutes or you have 30 minutes or you have a half an hour, you know, or you have an hour or you have a whole day, what you pick is going to be different. So I would recommend categorizing them so that if you have five minutes, you know, oh, I can go look at a magazine for five minutes or I can go make a cup of hot tea and sit and listen to music or light a candle. If you have a half an hour, maybe you want to do something creative and artistic Maybe you do take a, a bath in a half an hour. Maybe if you have an hour, you do candles, music, and a bath and don't have like a time limit or a restriction on when you need to be out of the bath. So just make a list of what that is. Maybe it's going outside and getting some fresh air and going for a walk. Maybe it's just walking barefoot on the grass, which can normalize your hormones. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's reading a book that's going to expand your consciousness and your mindset of what's possible for you. So create a list of what are your power supports. So what are those 
being activities and then what are those doing activities because it's important for us to have time to just be and not be in doing production mode all of the time. And I think one of the biggest illusions, especially for women, is because we have been sort of conditioned to a certain degree, this very masculine energy of constantly doing to create and hard work and so on, we think that if we take the time for the being, that everything will fall apart. And in fact, the opposite is true. When you take the time for being, a lot I will say in my experience, a lot of times and the majority of times, things that you thought that you needed to do will either fall away or no longer need to be done or work themselves out. Oftentimes, you know, an example of this would be, you know, maybe I get an email from a client about a particular question that they have and they're, you know, they have they have a problem or they're not sure what to do about X, Y, Z. And if I had planned on taking a half an hour to do some journaling at that same time, but I feel that masculine energy of, oh, no, I need to respond or I need to help her, and I put that ahead of myself, then she doesn't necessarily get the big breakthrough of learning because, there wasn't the space for her to maybe think on her own or to contemplate on her own or to seek out her own other solutions or to learn self-reliance. And so if I go ahead and take this time for journaling, which I already committed to myself, then I might come back in a half an hour and have another email from her and it says, oh, never mind, I got it worked out and actually this amazing miracle happened as a result versus me interfering with the, with the miracle that was supposed to occur for her. And in the same regard, having a miracle myself because I committed to myself and kept that commitment and sat down and journaled. So the illusion is that if we drop the ball, that everything is going to fall apart. And I want to remind you that that's actually false. And the more that you practice this, and it may feel scary at first. I'm not kidding. I mean, as women, we manage so many different things. We're constantly multitasking and taking care of everything and everyone. And it may feel very scary. So if you need to begin with five minutes or even two minutes of just sitting, just sit, just be, just meditate, um, you know, that you will eventually build up this belief and this confidence that, things won't fall apart when you take this time for yourself and that things are actually better when you take this time for yourself, not only in your personal life, but also in your professional life. And so what you also want to do is create a power posse. Who are the people that you can safely share very intimate things with that aren't going to like blow you down or minimize how you're feeling or make you feel silly um, you know, like, for example, if let's say I called someone up and I said, you know, gosh, I'm so disappointed, I'm not able to run and, you know, my rib, I tore a rib muscle and this is what's going on. And let's say they, they came back with, you know, oh my gosh, Rebecca, seriously, you're getting upset about this? I mean, there's people out there who don't have legs. You know, that would not be someone that I would call a safe person to share the, you know, innermost workings of your mind and what you're going through. Okay, you want to share with people who, you know, literally I have a list of power posse people on an index card in my office desk. 
that I know that I can call with any dream, any desire, anything that I am, any goal that I have, and they will hold a space for that. They will not shoot it down. They will not say, I can't believe that you think you're going to achieve this. This is so ridiculous. You know, they would never do that. And so sometimes you learn who those people are the hard way. Sometimes you learn that your own family members are not those safe people. Until you get that dream, the goal, the project, whatever it is, to a certain place, those are people you might not be sharing information about that with. Um, you know, oftentimes people who invest in mentors and their their friends may not realize, like, how much sometimes people spend on that mentors and they've never heard of that before. And so they shoot it down immediately when in reality those are the people who experience more success and fulfillment. Those mentors are the people who can hold the space. They are also the people who will hold you accountable and help you to achieve more than you ever thought possible. So key number five or step number five in this is procrastination only leads to clutter and chaos. And there's really like seven areas and seven pillars of your life. So I want you to jot these down and then you're going to go back and on a scale of one to ten rate your level of happiness, ten being the most happy and satisfied and one being the least happy and satisfied. So the first area of your life is health. The second area of your life is relationships. The third area of your life is wealth. The fourth area of life is career and business or career or business, depending upon whether you're an entrepreneur or not. The next one is self-expression. And the sixth one is, or pardon me, yeah, the sixth one is environment. And then the seventh one is self-care. And so like I said, you're going to go back and write down on a scale of 1 to 10 your level of happiness and satisfaction in each of these seven areas. So again, these areas are health, relationships, wealth, career and, and or business, self-expression, environment, and self-care. And so the gap between that number, so let's say in the area of self-care, you gave yourself a five. The gap between that number and the number 10 is equal to the amount of psychological real estate being taken up by what's left undone. So, for example, if your level of satisfaction in your career and your business is a 5, then the gap between that and the 10 is most likely all of the unfinished things that take up the psychological real estate that cause you dissatisfaction and discourse within your life. So much of our time that we don't work on a particular project or getting something done, cleaning out a garage, whatever it is, we actually spend more energy thinking about that to-do item versus getting it done. So if you are thinking, you know, let's say once a week, cleaning out the garage 
pops into your mind. But in reality, cleaning the garage out would only take up an hour or two of your time if you really got focused to get it done. So what I'm saying to you is that the thoughts about what we have left undone or the thoughts about the goal that we have that we aren't achieving take up more psychological real estate and weigh you down and cause you more discourse than actually getting the support and mentorship that you need to get it completed and get it off the plate so that it frees up that psychological real estate and leaves you more in harmony with what is in your life. So when we start something and we don't finish it, it really is out of alignment with who we are as human beings. And I, I go to nature to look at the course of nature. Nature is always in an evolutionary process, but it's always completing. You know, there's seasons, there's, there's night, there's day, there's full moons, there's, you know, new moons. There's all of these cycles that come to completion. And so as human beings, when we don't bring things to completion, we're actually very out of alignment with our own human nature. And it creates disharmony and discord in our lives and dissatisfaction. And we actually manifest more problems in our lives as a result of not completing the different things that we've set out to complete. And sometimes that may mean putting a project or a goal to rest. In other words, deciding this goal or this project is no longer in alignment with who I am and what I'm doing. You know, as an entrepreneur, I know for me myself, I had something completely different on the calendar for what I would be doing in April, May, and June. And that has now shifted. But as you grow and evolve, you have to be willing to be flexible. I think that's a huge thing, especially if you are working with a mentor, you're definitely on a faster track of getting things done and creating the success and the monetary abundance that you desire in your life. And so it would be completely different if I had said, well, I'm going to try and do this project and this other project still because I just put it on the calendar, so I have to complete it. Instead of me saying, you know what, I'm going to put this other project to rest right now because this other project that has come about miraculously is speaking so much more near and dear to my heart and what I love doing in the way that I enjoy working with clients. And so it doesn't mean that I will never do that other project necessarily, but I've certainly, you know, tucked it away neatly in a drawer and it's not looming over me. And there's a difference when something is looming over you. A lot of times for women, especially in the area of money, we feel so maybe uneducated or um, unsure of what to do. And so procrastination leads to inactivity. And But it still is weighing on you. It's looming. It's like, you know, gosh, I still don't have that life insurance or I'm not saving money or I'm not paying myself or I'm not, you know, having good boundaries in my business and having a business checking account separate from my personal checking account. And I didn't start that tax account to make sure that I have the tax money that I need quarterly to pay the taxes and, and all of those things. And so wherever there is, you know, disharmony and discord in your life, 
it is more than likely because you have unfinished projects or unfinished business. And so the fastest way to free yourself up from those burdens and that constricted feeling that's weighing you down is to get your projects done and get your get the right mentorship to help you get them done. And sometimes that might even mean figuring out which projects deserve your time and attention and which do not, or which projects to lay to rest and which projects to bring to life. So I'm going to go over and look on the webcast here and see if we have some questions coming in. And so if you are on the phone, feel free to press star 2 to raise your hand if you have any questions. And if you are on the webcast, let me go over to the webcast here, um, you can just type your question right in there. So let me go and see if there's a couple of questions here. So we have a couple of questions coming in already. And um, so while I'm over on the webcast, for those of you on the phone line, again, you would just hit star 2 in order to raise your hand, and then I can speak to you live on the call here. So we have... Um, we have a couple of we have a couple of comments and a couple of questions. So Natalie Natalie was on. I don't know if you're still on, Natalie, but welcome. I'm glad you're here. And um, she just wanted to let let me know that she was here for a few. So it was great to have you on the call, Natalie. That's awesome. And then Tracy from New York is saying, I'm so happy to be live on the call with you. I appreciate you sharing so much great and helpful content as well as your challenges. It's very inspiring and motivating. Thank you so much. You are so welcome, Tracy. I am super excited to have you live on the call too. And um, so we have a couple, we have about 15 minutes for Q&A. And let me go back over to the phone line here and just see if there's anyone who wants to raise their hand and press star two to talk and um, do some Q&A today. And if not, I'll just go back into the content a little bit too. So I'm not seeing any more than just the comments that we've gotten so far. So I'll give you guys a few more minutes to type in your questions or raise your hand on the phone. So this is your chance to ask any question at all about anything at all and get the guidance and the mentorship that you need for whatever it is you want to achieve and accomplish in your own life. So just going back to the fifth tip, the procrastination only leads to clutter and chaos. When you procrastinate, you're really just, you know, the, the chaos and the clutter comes from that mental clutter. And so if you have something that, here's a good example, and this is a really funny example. Um, about four or five years ago, my husband and I had brand new windows put in, an, in, in our whole house, and it kind of ended in a disaster where the company, um, I'm like wishing I could remember the name of the company now to warn people not to, to use them, but they really messed up the windows and they messed up the caulking and so some of our windows were left without caulk, and, and my husband and I had kind of come to an agreement with the, the company um, to do the caulk on our own. And so that, that was kind of left undone. We were doing a lot of construction during that time, 
And so there were a lot of projects being done at that time to the whole house. And I think both of us kind of just really got burnt out from all of these home construction projects. So needless to say, up until I would say maybe about six months ago, some of the windows in our house still needed finishing up of the caulking and also, you know, painting the window trim. And this is something that I did not even realize was bothering me to the degree that it was until I finished two of the windows being of which in my office. So, you know, every day I'm in here, I'm looking at these windows seeing, you know, this quarter round molding that's totally unfinished, not painted, doesn't match. And, um, you know, then, of course, there's the element of losing the heat in the winter right here on the East Coast. But needless to say, once I just set aside this, you know, amount of time on the weekend to get these four windows done, two in my office and two in the dining room, I felt like I was ready to just fly in the sky. And so until it was completed, I don't think that I really understood just how much it weighed on me on a daily basis. Being, you know, that I work from my home office here and seeing the windows every single day and now I'm sitting here looking at them going, oh my gosh, they look so amazing because they're painted, they're matched, they're complete. And so completing a project, whether it's a professional project or even a simple personal project in your home, like me finishing up the trim, the painting of the trim, um, the energy that it frees up. And so in that moment when I finished that last window that weekend and I felt literally like soaring through the air and soaring through the sky, the ener that was the energy. The feeling was the energy that was freed up, that was being repressed because I had put this project on the back burner and it totally needed to get done and I wasn't getting it done. So what happens is you start to build this momentum when you get these projects completed in your business and you bring them to full form and full fruition and you get your website done or you get your project or you get your package completed and you sell it or you create this strategy to speak and build your business through speaking or you get your book done, or whatever it is that you've set out for yourself to achieve in your business to create the financial freedom and the success that you've wanted to create, is that you free up this energy for each thing that you complete and bring into form, and that energy, that positive, amazing, high vibration frequency continues to fuel and build this momentum movement going forward that fuels the next project and completes the next project and more energy is freed up from that. And so really be honest with yourself, looking at these seven pillars of your life. You know, what's left undone in health? What's left undone in your relationships? What's left undone in your wealth creation and management? What's left undone in your business? You know, what, what are you wanting to achieve in your business and what's stopping you from doing that? What's left undone in your self-expression, what's left undone in your environment. And so what was left undone in this situation was certainly in my environment was these windows. Um, you know, get a punch list. Like my husband and I will sometimes create like an indoor punch list for winter and like an outdoor punch list for spring. And it feels so good to just knock those things off. And again, that free, it frees up that energy. You know, where are you lacking in taking care of yourself? No one else is going to come along and do it for you. 
And so once you start balancing these seven pillars of your life and really start knocking off these different to-do lists and these different projects that are unfinished, you're going to really free up. And I would highly recommend that you start in your business if you're an entrepreneur because that is an area where women are so passionate about to begin with. And I truly believe that entrepreneurship really includes all of the other areas. You know, as you evolve on the entrepreneurial journey, you are going to have to deal with all of these other areas of your life because being an entrepreneur is truly like the number one personal development course on the face of the planet. So I really, really recommend for you to get clear about what is left undone and what is taking up psychological real estate that is holding you back. So I'm going to pop one over here too that um, – I've got, a, you know, a couple of people. So if you're on the phone, you can press star too. And I, w I want to make time, you know, we have about 15 minutes left here. So we have a couple of questions coming in. Um, so Natalie, again, in Baltimore is saying um, she just wanted to emphasize the self-care that I'm talking about is really making a difference for her. She said it's difficult for her, but she's adding things to her calendar. She's still sometimes feeling guilty regarding her family, but it's getting better and it's opening the doors to abundance, as I said. Absolutely, Natalie, absolutely. So, you know, here's a big thing. Like I said, you know, it can bring up fear. Um, it can also bring up guilt. And I just, you know, I've been studying some of Brene Brown's stuff lately, and I want to make the different, differentiation between guilt and shame Guilt is I did something bad versus shame being I am bad. And so guilt being I did something bad, like do, taking care of yourself is not bad. And so the more you can affirm that, and, you know, some of you who know have known of me for a while, you have heard me say that when I first started going to Hershey's Spa, this is such a hilarious example, but when I first started going to Hershey's Spa once a month, the whole hour-long drive to Hershey's Spa, I would repeat this mantra my, to myself. This is normal, Rebecca. This is normal. It's normal for people to go to the spa and have a relaxing day of enjoyment and nurturing. God wants you to experience this day. And so you might have to do something like that, even if you're just sitting down for a five-minute cup of tea or a five-minute let me browse through this great magazine or whatever and as you do that the guilt will subside and you will teach yourself what that new normal is and as Natalie's saying you will see that it does lead to more abundance um, because you're you're more in that energy of trust versus like that frantic like oh my gosh energy I'm doing 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 and feeling depleted and so when you're giving to yourself you are showing an example to the universe, I deserve to receive. And so as women, we do, you know, a lot of women do have this guilty complex when it comes to receiving. And so how are you possibly going to receive more money when you can't possibly receive five minutes of you giving yourself that time to sit down and just be and breathe or write a list of gratitude or whatever that self-care 
thing is. So great for the feedback here, Natalie. That's awesome. I'm totally happy you're adding this to your calendar. And, you know, start small. So it's it's little steps. Maybe the first week it's five minutes, then maybe bump it up to ten minutes. And then and as you're evolving, you deal with these emotions of feeling like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm freaking out here or I feel guilty or something's not getting done and just really continue to reaffirm that this is normal and that this is the pathway to receiving more monetary abundance as well as other miracles and other wonderful things that are coming to you as well. So um, let's see, Tracy. You, Tracy in New York is asking about procrastination. So what would be the first step that you would suggest for getting, for, for you getting yourself to take action? Um, the first step, Tracy, that I would recommend is to get an accountability person, whether you're hiring a mentor or you have a safe person on your power posse list that you can reach out to to get that accountability from because we cannot do anything with support and quite frankly, we were not meant to do anything without support. The second thing that I would recommend that you do is be clear about what it is you're procrastinating about. So maybe you feel like I, I procrastinate about everything, but if you just pick one thing. So let's say you're procrastinating about cleaning out your garage, since I was using that example um, earlier. I would recommend that you get it on your calendar. So just like me with the windows, I procrastinated for four years. I literally put it on the calendar, like this is what I'm doing this Saturday, April 6th, whatever it is. And so you're putting it on your calendar, and then you're putting a time limit on it. So for the very beginning, I would suggest no more than an hour. And so set it on the calendar and, and commit to keeping it like you would keep a doctor's appointment. You know, we're so brilliant at breaking our commitments to ourselves, but you know, if you had a doctor's appointment, you wouldn't cancel, right? Or if you had a lunch date with a friend, you wouldn't cancel. So whatever it is you're procrastinating about, you want to get support and accountability first and foremost. Then you want to get clear about what it is you're looking to accomplish and achieve. And then you want to get it on your calendar. And you do it regardless of the resistance that comes up. That's the big thing is that a lot of times when the resistance comes up, people are so conditioned to um, giving in to that resistance, and it's you just have to make a decision, like I am doing this no matter what. One of the examples that I used to use in the beginning was when I would you know, need to be at the bus stop to get my kids off the bus at the end of the day. That was not an option. Like, they wouldn't let my kids off the bus if I wasn't there, right? So I had to be at the bus stop. And so when I first started really getting it done at a deeper level, I would say, I'm going to do this like I have to be at the bus stop. So it might be, it might sound like a funny example, but that's essentially what it is. It's like whatever else in your life is there, it's like you have to be there like you have to have a job. Like, you know, you show up for your job because you're, and I'm saying this because I know Tracy, Tracy a little bit more personally, that she, she does actually have a job in, addi in addition to owning her own business. Um, and so if you don't show up at your job, you're not going to make money. I mean, this is true for anyone who's an entrepreneur, right? If you don't show up in your business and do certain things, you're not going to be successful and you're not going to make money. 
And so you have to show up like it's your job, even if it's something as simple as I'm cleaning out the garage. So that would be my suggestion there. And then we have Donna calling in from Summerfield, and she said, I'm starting a yoga business. So far, it's been two months, and she's had no students. It's the beginning of my dream, and I do feel that it will manifest. My question is, I guess, how long do I just wait for this to happen before I move out into a new direction? I loved what you said about disappointment leading to a miracle, but I'm just not sure if I should be waiting on moving on, on into another direction. So, Donna, congratulations on starting a yoga business. That's awesome. Um, I'm not sure if you have um, an actual studio that's open or not, so I'm not clear about that. I'm guessing, you know, that you are. So I would strategize and look at, like, what are other ways that you can get people to your classes? You know, there could be, like, so many different things. Um, maybe the times aren't conducive for people, you know, you could do like a bring a friend referral program. You could offer like two free yoga classes to start out just to build awareness for people. You could start going to networking, local networking events to spread awareness about your studio if you have a studio or even just about your classes. Um, I'm kind of picking up a little bit like, there's already some disappointment here. So one thing is to detach from the outcome or to detach from the how. I always say the how is none of your business. It belongs to God or the universe, whatever your belief is in that regard. Um, so most certainly if you're starting your dream and your yoga business and it's been two months and you have no students showing up, I mean, absolutely you're going to feel disappointment. Um, I would have the prayer show me. Um, again, to the God of your understanding, you know, show me where you would have me. Show me how you would, you know, use me as your megaphone or use me um, as your catalyst for reaching people and inspiring them and changing their lives through the medium of yoga. I would, I would also, what I'm kind of getting intuitively here is I'm not sure how often or if at all, Donna, whether or not you are visioning on a daily basis, but I would highly recommend that you make that a part of your practice. If this is new to you, you might want to start with five minutes. If it's not and you're not new to meditation or visioning, I would recommend doing it for perhaps even 30 minutes. And one of the visioning exercises that I personally do that I believe in so strongly is sitting in meditation and closing your eyes and imagine your heart illuminated and imagine it having these connections of lights going out and connecting with your yoga students all over your area that are meant to be in your classroom. And I truly believe that we are meant to work with specific people um, in our businesses. And so I would recommend adding the visioning practice on if you're not doing that already. And I'm not sure if you're over in our Facebook group, but you can certainly post more details there if if you'd like, and I can give you more specific advice on what to do there. Um, as far as waiting or moving on into another direction, again, I would be seeking guidance for that. You know, I would be, I mean, I believe fully in the power of having a mentor, but in addition to that, using your own intuition 
with that guidance, you know, asking to the God of your understanding, guide me, show me, where would you have me? Am I to stay here? What am I supposed to do? What activities? You know, there have been times before where I've sat down with a paper and a notebook and I said, look, I'm not doing anything else until I get some direction here. (laughs) So, um, you know, and, and sometimes it comes and sometimes it doesn't come and it's all okay. But I think that sometimes we get so attached to the expectation and the outcome that we end up missing what's right in the periphery, and that sometimes can be where the miracles are. So we're at the top of the hour here. I'm just going to go back real quick to the phone and see if anyone has any more questions on the phone. They can press star 2. We have time for one more question. Star 2 to raise your hand or you can type in your questions on the web. So um, it looks like I'm not seeing any more right now. And so we'll just go ahead and wrap up since we are at the top of the hour. I'm so, so grateful for all of you on the call today for joining us, and I hope you will share this wonderful training opportunity with your friends and your colleagues and just have them opt in. It's a one-time opt-in to the um, page RebeccaMatthias.com forward slash teleclass forward slash, no, I'm sorry, I think it is forward slash, my web guy fixed it. It's RebeccaMatthias.com forward slash legendary and invite them to join the Facebook group over there. It's a wonderful place for networking, connection, inspiration and guidance. And again, these weekly calls are here to inspire you, to share with you, and to coach you and give you the guidance. So it's a half an hour of teaching on a particular topic and a half an hour of Q&A time where amazing insights and learning can occur. So I wish you all a miraculous week, and I look forward to connecting with all of you next week, same time, same place, and have a wonderful rest of the day. Take care, everyone. The moderator has left the conference.